Greetings, beautiful. You are listening to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host, from juliatreat.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate you sharing your energy with me, and I hope that what I have to talk to you today about can help you on your journey, making life a little bit easier. So what makes something true? So I want to point out that, um, you know, our limiting beliefs are running their show until we change those beliefs. And then our new beliefs are changing the show, are running the show. So I'm going to get a little bit clearer about this. The only thing that makes an idea true is our belief in it. That's the shocker. What you believe to be true is your belief in it. These limiting beliefs, these conditions, these programs, these things that we've taken on from this lifetime and past lifetimes, they've kept us out of the magic, out of the manifesting amazing stuff on a regular basis kind of thing. I see dragonflies from time to time, and their message as a totem animal is that this is all an illusion. They come to remind us, this is the illusion. When we were children, we remembered the magical part of it all. We were born wide open. So many of us could still see the angels, hear them got visits from them. But it's not something that you're going to remember on a conscious level like, oh yeah, I remember when I was two months that Archangel Michael used to stand over my crib and talk to me. I can't tell you how many people I've done readings for and it's come through that he was there, you know, with their child as they listened to their child in their bed, coo and caw and, and giggle and, and do all kinds of things, wondering who's in there with my baby. Often it's departed loved ones making googly faces and tickling them. And often it's Archangel Michael reminding them that they are safe, that he is with them every moment, and that he will never leave their side. That was all of us. We've all been that little baby that was wide open. Some of you have either witnessed or are connected with babies who look over other people's heads, even maybe even your own head. Maybe your baby looks over your head. Babies can, they're not shut down yet. They haven't created that wall yet. It's not like, so it's not something as we get older, it goes away, like it, we lose it that way. It's that we create the walls. We start creating these walls, um, thickening that veil, if you will, so that we can't, quote-unquote, see it so clearly. There's so many kids that I talk to and mentor that are so fearful of everything now. Like, they have amazing gifts. But because they've seen what looks like a ghost or what looks like a demon or what looks like something with red eyes, 
they now equate anything that feels different as scary and yucky and I don't want it and pull the cover over my head type of thing. I know a couple of children that, you know, when I'm with them, all they're doing is jerking and looking around and just waiting for the next thing to jump out at them, the next boogeyman. <laughs> because they have gotten so engrossed in the scary stuff and leaning into that instead of the beautiful things that are around them that for some reason they aren't connecting with. So the only thing that makes an idea true is our belief in it. So that covers all of the bases. I mean, any beliefs about money and how it can show up for you or how difficult it can be to obtain it or hold on to it. I, you know, and love and your body and your health. I just posted on Facebook the other day, Michael and I were out for dinner and I posted this big spread. So we can even get into this idea. So even if your belief system is, if I eat that, I'm going to gain 10 pounds or even a half a pound, or I'm headed in that direction. You've already told your body, I will gain weight when I eat this. Or I will feel like crap if I eat this. Or this is going to go right to my hips. Or this is going to make my joints hurt. Like I'm not supposed to eat sugar or whatever, and I know my joints are going to start hurting now. So Michael and I went out the other night, and I, I am just loving myself. I'm loving my body. I'm talking to my body beautifully as my curves find their way. By the way, some of us are supposed to have curves, okay? <laughs> it's about time you realize that. Embrace it. Love it. We're not all born as stick people or you know and I know people that can't even gain weight and they're obsessed with gaining weight so we all have our bullshit stories so we're out for dinner and I I really have been loving my body and I've just been anything I put in it I'm like I this is going to be magical I love this my taste buds love this my body loves this I love this I love that I can eat this I love that someone created this and you know I can go on and on so I don't look at now, I don't look at meals like, oh my God, like I am really, the past couple weeks I've been going overboard. No, I don't tell myself those stories. Now I don't, I'm going to say this, I don't, what you call overindulge, I guess. I don't like sit there and eat two plates of it, but I eat whatever I want to. So we were out and I didn't know what I wanted because the usual things I would get, would have been the old Julia <laughs> that was keeping herself from enjoying exactly what she wanted. So I saw on the menu they had macaroni and cheese, homemade mac and cheese with stewed tomatoes. And I'm like, oh, I hell yes, I am getting that. That just sound, sounded heavenly. But then I not only got that, I got a plate full of what they call at their restaurant, Krabby Fries. And so it's homemade fries, deep fried, of course, and smothered with Gouda cheese and crab and Old Bay seasoning. Ha, ha, ha. Let me tell you. 
my mouth's watering now just talking about it again. Delicious. Delicious. I gave myself permission to enjoy life, enjoy food. I'm not stuffing feelings. I'm enjoying food. There is a difference. When we are stuffing things with food, that is that, that whole um, negative self-talk. That internal, this is going to make me feel better. Well, yeah, my mac and cheese and stewed tomatoes and, and crabby fries, they made me feel really good, just tasted so good. But I wasn't, I wasn't filling up with those things because I hadn't healed some shit in there. I hope you can see the difference. So I enjoyed this beautiful meal. And I'll be honest, you know, just a few bites in, I started getting full. I didn't need a whole lot. But I got to have that, you know, the taste bud, the taste buds being ignited with that beautiful flavor. I also had a, a few uh, craft beer paddles. They call them paddles. There we get little four little tasters. Since I have embraced my body and loved it, love my curves, love me, I am eating whatever I want to. But again, I'm not, I don't have, I'm not stuffing myself because I have nothing to stuff. Like, I, I've healed the shit. That's what we're stuffing. Like, we'll overeat or we'll, all this stuff. And then we're, because we're, we have the stuff in there we haven't, we didn't want to, we haven't looked at yet, or we haven't pulled it out yet. Because we don't want to, because it's going to be ugly, or it's going to hurt, or we might cry, or we might get pissed off at somebody, or we might get pissed off at ourselves. It might bring that guilt up that we haven't taken care of. And then as we eat and stuff ourselves, you know, stuff it in further, then that, that dialogue, that internal dialogue, look at you, you pig, like, how could you eat that? Great, now you're going to have to go to the gym five times tomorrow instead of two. <laughs> I, I giggle because I'm like, I used to be one of those people. I used to be, so I was anorexic when I was 19. Good Lord, right? Like, like my story can't even, like, there's more. <laughs> I don't even know if you've ever heard that part. So I was anorexic and I was 97 pounds at my lowest weight. I was a skeleton. I used to wear, some of you will remember these that are closer to my age. They had these silver suits that you could put on, and I would go run out in the midday heat down the highway. I lived out in the country, and I would run in the silver suit just trying to lose weight. I ate half of a can of soup a day, half, usually like a half can of Campbell's soup or something, just half a can of soup, and that was all my, that's all I ate all day. And I was 97 pounds. I still looked in the mirror, and I saw that I was fat. I am now, let me see, last time I weighed, and I've posted pictures on Facebook. Um, I'm trying to think. My website pictures were probably, I was probably 20 pounds lighter than I am now. I don't even know what I weigh. I was going to tell you, and I have no clue because I, I haven't owned a scale in 20 years. I won't get on a scale. I don't do numbers um, because as a society, we're caught up in numbers. That makes no sense to me. I'm not going to look at a number and say, well, that's too high. Who in the hell told me that's too high? Where'd I I'm not going to start that story. 
Get off your scales. Get off your scales. It's another, you know, that when I said in the beginning, the only thing that makes an idea true is our belief in it. That's another idea that we just turned into a belief. I can't go over 100 and such and such, or now I'm in a size 10 or 12, and oh my God, I'm supposed to be an eight. Who says? Why can't we just be the ebb and flow and just, just, just be? <laughs> Let's not, we have so much to obsess about already. Let's not, like, we just have so much. We got to start letting it go. Because once I let it go that I morphed into this, instead of seeing my body as what it was not, you know, this fat, overweight, or chunky, or lumpy, or cellulite, whatever, and I started looking at my body and go, damn, girl, you got some curves, and I love them. Like, I had to work at it myself, too. I had to work at it. I had to keep saying it to believe it. But I created a new belief. I, I brought a new idea up, which became my new belief. And I started thinking back even to all the very voluptuous women that people used to be just enamored over. Uh, you know, like Marilyn Monroe. I swear to God, she has been coming around as one of my guides, I swear. You know, she was so curvy. She had the curves. Jane Crud, I can't think of her last name. <laughs> she was about the same time, Jane, Jane, Jane. You all know who, if you're around my age, you'll know who I'm talking about. There's so many amazing, beautiful people who have come before us that were curvy, that we thought were stunning. But for some reason, when, it, when it's us, that's not so great. So I, I was going to say I'd like to challenge you to write down all of your beliefs about everything, but that would take a long time. But maybe you just start with one area of your life. Maybe you just start, what is my belief about my body? I mean, I, I, had, I never adopted the belief that um, I would always have Lyme disease. I would hear it. People would say, you're going to have it forever, by the way, because you have chronic Lyme. We didn't find it in time. You will always, always have it. Never, ever did I ever allow that to become my belief. Even if it had, I still could conquer it. So even if you have something that they have told you you will never get rid of, you still can turn that around. I have been at rock bottom with money. And see, here's the thing. This is what happens. We grow up with, you know, hearing the things in our immediate circle, our, our church, our home, our whoever, our friends, family, those that we're around, times are tough. We got to tighten the belt. We've got to use coupons. We have to find the sales. We have to buy 20 of this because it's on sale right now. Like money doesn't grow on trees. We have to work hard for our money. You have to work hard to get anywhere. All this stuff that starts. And so as we grow up, that's kind of the vibration we've taken on. Not even kind of. That's the vibration. So then when the first thing happens, so say you're on your own as a teen or whatever, however old you are, and the first thing that happens that is not the positive thing that you would have wanted with money or finances or getting what you wanted, then you, it's kind of like, uh-huh, yep, 
it's always something like I the other day someone oh boy they're having problems getting their IRS returned the money they're owed and so the IRS sent him another letter said there's a delay because we have to check on this because your amount's so different this year and she said it's always something and I was like wow and here I'm thinking in my head I'm celebrating getting a $12,000 check from the IRS unexpected because I don't have that belief system. I even told someone else about it, about the check coming in. They're like, oh my God, well, you know, I can't believe the IRS did something actually good. And I was like, see, that's why it doesn't show up for you. <laughs> that's why you don't get those surprises. Because I believe money can show up in any way, any magical way. Why am I going to limit what the universe can send to me? I would never, I'm not going to do that. Universe can only send what you are vibrationally aligned with. So if you're aligned with, we cannot get ahead. We never have enough. We can't pay the bills. This company or that company is taking this from me. If you're in that kind of victimhood, like they're, you owe them money, but you look at it, they're taking it. Or I'm just going to ignore the people I owe. It's going to magically somehow go away. That's such a vibrational fuck up, to be honest. Like, I always tell people that I'm working with, just make the call. Just call the company and say, look, I am having a hard time. I'm sorry. I have been avoiding you, and I don't want to, and I want to make this, because I've done this. This is what I've had to do in the past, because I was to where I couldn't pay people. I said, I'm sorry. I do intend to pay. I am just trying to get myself up to where I can. This was back when I was um, had my Lyme disease. I was so sick that I... Uh, you know, had to close my private practice. I still owed a lot of money for a lot of different things and I couldn't pay. And I avoided them for a long time until I really found out and realized that was blocking the flow big time. So facing my fears, because you hate to call the people that you owe because you feel bad and you think they're going to be mad at you and we're people pleasers. We don't want anyone mad at us. Um, I was pleasantly surprised when I called and they're like, we're just happy you called and we want to help you and we want you to feel better. And, you know, sometimes they'd say, well, don't worry about it now and just call us and see where you're at in three months. Or can you pay instead of, you know, you owe 300 a month, can you pay 20? Like, we'll take anything. Like, there's always a solution, but you have to make the call. So again, I had this belief, they're going to be mad at me. It was an idea that became true because I believed it. My belief became they are going to be mad when the universe showed me this, in fact, is not true. Like literally, Julia, just make the call. Just take the step. Just show them that you really want to pay them. Let them know your story. And your story doesn't have to be some down and out whatever. It's just calling and saying, look, <laughs> it's funny how these my podcasts get direction they go, but I guess a lot of you may need to hear this. It's okay that you fell behind or that you stopped answering the calls. And that's another vibrational yuck. When you see your phone go off and you know it's someone looking for you wanting money, it will put a knot in your stomach. and It's not a good vibration. So when you make the call and you talk to them, those calls stop. You don't have to run from even your phone anymore. So maybe you start out with one area of your life, money. What are your beliefs about money? And how can I reframe that? 
and I'm serious when I say you reframe it, you change your whatever it is. So um, money's hard to come by or I can never get ahead. What would you rather happen? Money flows freely to me um, constantly or on a constant basis or magical money shows up every single day or money shows up in magical ways all of the time for me. I just open my arms and the universe sends it to me. It comes from random people from, uh, I don't I wouldn't even put out there where it comes from. I would just be like magic money, money shows up in magical ways. Money shows up in many ways. Men, money shows up in. So when I talk about money shows up in many ways, it could be someone sends you a gift. Someone pays for your meal. Someone says, hey, I want to take you on this trip and they pay your way. They pay for a course. I've had people buy this, my spiritual boot camp for someone. That's that's money showing up in magical ways. You, they didn't pay for it. Their friend paid for it or their mother or their sister. So think about it, really hone in on this, that the only thing that makes something true is your belief in it. And what do you truly know? 100% with 100% accuracy, this is true. It's really nothing. All right, I'm sure we'll be talking about this more. I will uh, sign off for now. I am sending massive love to you. And for those of you, oh, just real quick. So my, I did receive the contract for my Sedona retreat yesterday. I am just looking over it and we'll be creating the sales page this week. Um, so just wanted to let you know, it's um, September 19th through September 17th of this year. And getting things, all the details will be about 15 spots. So it's not very many people, but it's going to be so cool because we're going to be this close-knit family and um, be able to spend a lot of time together. I'm excited. I have people wanting to sign up without even knowing how much it is, but I'm not allowing that yet because I don't have it all figured out. It's going to be magical. Also, for those of you interested in the Mediumship Angel Intuitive course, it is July 14th and 15th, and it is online, live with me, both days, 10 to 6, 10 a.m. Eastern time to 6 p.m. Eastern, 14th and 15th, Saturday and Sunday. I will put the link here in this podcast, but um, there is still a few openings for the, I said if you pay full pay, the first 20 people that pay full pay get uh, a gift that I'm having made, actually a special gift made for those individuals. There are payment plans though. So it's cool. Just get in however you can. Cause I've heard from many of you, I will have the payment plan link in this podcast description as well. All right. And if, if you ever need a reading from me or a, a healing session or past life regression, just hop on my website, juliatreat.com. Click on work. I think it's work with me. Sorry. Work with me or book an appointment. One of them will get you to me. And book it, and I'll see you. I'll see you online, face to face. All right, I love you all so much. Have a magical day. God bless.